0: And eleven. Let me encourage you uh, to encourage one another during this time of quarantine. Or we'll just encourage each other by praying for one another. Encourage each other by calling one another, sending notes, letters to one another. Um, encourage each other by uh, letting us know that you're watching this. Uh, facebook live broadcast Uh, it really does encourage other people to know that we are all still worshiping together and we all still care about each other very deeply so i hope that you will take the time to do that this morning i want to talk to you about how to get out of the dumps how to get out of the dumps from psalm number 42 and verse number 11 There's a group of students at a Texas university that are taking a class on the psychology of emotions. The psychology of emotions. And the professor begins by asking, what is the opposite of sad? And one student answers, the opposite of sad is happy. What is the opposite of depression? The opposite of depression is elation. What is the opposite of woe? The opposite of woe is giddy up. Sadness, depression, woe, as in woe is me. We, we all have those times sometimes, don't we? Sometimes you wake up and wonder if it's even worth it to get out of the bed. When you are tempted to say woe is me, you need to find some way to say giddy up. Some way to keep going, some way to find your way out of the dumps. Well, this morning we're going to look at a scriptural prescription. Now, it does not guarantee that you'll never get down. As long as you're in this world, you'll have ups and downs. But it does promise that when you get down, with God's help, you can always get back up. Psalm number 42 and verse number 11, follow along with me. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, you never promised us that the the road through life would be easy. You never promised us that every day would be sunshine. You never promised us that it would be easy to smile on the difficult days. But you have promised your presence. You have promised your power. You have promised us that we have a hope in you. And that, Lord, that we can praise you in the middle of any storm. Lord, I pray this morning for that one who is discouraged despondent, despairing. I pray for that one, Lord, that finds themselves in the middle of the dumps. They're looking for some way, some way to get out. I pray you'll help them see it today. And Lord, more than help them see it, help them leave those dumps behind. Lord, we love you and we trust you to work through your word and through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm a man who enjoys music of many, many different kinds. Um, there's only a few types of music that I don't really care for, and even those, uh, I've heard some that, that I really kind of enjoy. And I've noticed something about music. Uh, music has a way of lightening your load sometimes. Uh, and I, I'm not just talking about happy songs. Sometimes you can sing the blues, and it'll make you feel better. Some people seem to be able to sing the, one of those crying your beer country songs. You know, the, my wife left me and took the dog and cat with her. They, they can sing those kind of songs, and it seems to make them feel better. Well, for centuries, the Psalms of Scripture, which are the Psalms, have been helping people get out of the dumps. Now, we don't have the tunes that go with them, But the lyrics, the words, have soothed and sustained many a distressed heart. And Psalm 42 in verse 11 is one of the best. It gives us a clear path for how to find your way out of the dumps. To begin with, it says that you need to ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. When the doctor walks into the room, what's the first question he asks you? What seems to be the trouble today? Why are you here? Before, you can, before he can make you well, he needs to know why you came in. When you feel down in the dumps, that's a good question to ask yourself. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? One old preacher says that the key to mental health is simple. He said you need to talk to yourself and not to let yourself talk to you. The psalmist is talking to himself. He's realizing that there's some feelings going on, and he's asking himself the question, Why do I feel this way? And you can ask the same question yourself when you get down in the dumps. There are a lot of different reasons why. Sometimes you're just riding the roller coaster, you know, the roller coaster of emotions. You don't have any particular reason to feel sad. In fact, if you stop and think about it, you have every reason in the world to be happy and content. Well, why do you feel down? What well, you just do? What really is what's really great about roller coasters is at some point they end. You do have to ride them out. But at some point they're over. Sometimes you feel down in the dumps because you're worried. You're dreading the future. You're afraid of what might happen, what could happen what will happen your uncertainty not uncertainty not only makes you anxious it makes you depressed sometimes you feel down in the dumps because of problems with your relationship with the lord you're not as close to him as you once were there's some sin in your life that you don't want to let go of whatever the reason the best place to begin to get out of the dumps. Ask yourself that question. Why? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why disquieted within me? Preacher, have you been reading the news? The world's falling apart. People are getting sick and dying. The economy is crashing and burning. Looks like there's no end in sight. You lose your job. You can't pay your bills. Your marriage is a mess you may have some pretty good reasons for being down in the dumps. When you ask this question, what you're saying is, I admit that's where I'm at. And before you can take care or figure out how to handle it, you've got to admit, this is where I am. You can't get by just by putting on a happy face. Asking this question helps you pinpoint how you got there. Now, let's finish up this idea by looking at a couple of, Ways to find your way out. First, the psalmist says you must put your hope in God. Charlie Brown's friend Linus is out in the middle of some a field of tall grass. He's looking for a ball that somebody threw out there. And as he's looking, the grass is so high, he's saying, this is hopeless. A bloodhound couldn't find anything out here. How do you expect anyone to find a ball in weeds like this? This is hopeless. Nobody could find anything out here. You couldn't find a battleship out here if you, wait a minute, he leans down to the grass. I found it. Unhappiness is often caused by hopelessness. You ever look down the tunnel and you can't see the light at the end? And you may try the positive thinking approach. Uh, I call this the hoping to goodness approach. I hope to goodness that things get better. I hope to goodness that I overcome this problem. I hope to goodness that they find a vaccine. Hope to goodness things will get back to normal. Hoping to goodness is just wishful thinking. It's just trying to get yourself in the frame of mind to hope in something that you don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Hoping to goodness is wishful thinking. There is a much more solid foundation. The psalmist puts it this way, hope in God. Now, I want you to notice the hope he's talking about is not a hope in something. It's a hope in someone. It's not just wishing for what you want to happen. It is trusting God. To hope in God means to trust his promises. And how do you know you can trust his promises? You are trusting his promises when you realize he's someone who has never broken a single promise. Never broken a single promise. When Joshua was confronting the people of Israel, theirs, they were already in the promised land. What he says to them, he could have said to us. Not one thing has failed in all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. No matter how down in the dumps you get, you can be certain of this. Not one word of God's promises will fail you. Well, what kind of promises can we put our hope in? Well, our promises come through Christ. He's promised to save us. John 640 said, This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. This is the bedrock of our hope in God, Jesus himself. And it is as you trust Jesus as Savior and Lord, you find the key to unlocking your hope in God. When you trust Christ, all of the other promises that God has in his word, all of them become yours. 2 Corinthians 1.10 says, For all the promises of God in him, in Christ, are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Hoping in God means trusting Jesus. And trusting Jesus means being sure, not only that God will save you from your sin, he'll be a father for you. He will love you. He will lead you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will forgive you. He will never forsake you. As surely as a child can trust their earthly father, you can put your trust and your hope in your heavenly father. Now, he has not promised the road will always be easy. He has not promised that every day would be sunshine. If you trust him, though, No matter where you find yourself, even whenever you're in the dumps, he can bring you out. Someone wrote a little poem. God has not promised skies always blue, flower strewn pathways all our life through. God has not promised sunshine without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for your labor, light for the way. Grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. You find yourself down in the dumps, hope in God, hope in God. But not only hope in God, praise him, praise him. One of the quickest ways to end up in the dumps is to lose your perspective, We get in the dumps when we focus so much on what's happening around us. We focus so much on on our feelings, how weak and helpless we feel. That's a sure path to depression. The psalmist says we need to focus or refocus on something else. Not something else, someone else. For I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Notice he says, for I shall yet praise him. That means I will praise him in spite of how everything looks. I will praise him in spite of how I feel. I will yet praise him. I will set my sights on the Savior. A.W. A. Tozer calls this the gaze of the soul. It's keeping your heart and mind focused on Christ. You can't always control what you see, but you can control what you look at. When you set your sights on Christ, you set your sights on your Savior, that's where the joy comes from. That's where the, the peace comes from. Psalm 16:8 says, I have set the Lord always before me. He's always there. I'm always focused on him. And because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Now, how do you do that? It's very simple. You look at everything, everything through your relationship, the lens of your relationship with Christ. Whatever's happening in you, whatever's happening around you, whatever's happening to you, you look through the eyes of faith. You see it through the lens of your trust in God. You remind yourself that you are in the palm of his hand. And what's really amazing is the more you focus on him, the more you will praise him. Psalm 28:7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I'm helped. Therefore, because of that, therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And my song, with my song, I will praise him. The more you focus your faith on Christ, the more you will find him to be the help of your countenance, countenance and your God. Keeping your eyes on Jesus will keep a smile on your face and joy in your heart, peace in your soul. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 too, we are to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm sure every one of you have uh, been on one of those roads leading into a large city and there are billboards, just billboard after billboard after billboard on the side of the road. And they tell you things like where, where you can eat when you get there, where you can refuel, um, where you need to stop and go to the restroom, where you need to stop and shop. And there was this long line of these, and, and there's a guy riding down the road looking at them, trying to catch all of them. You know, sometimes you're going so fast you don't. And finally he comes to this one sign that has some really good advice. It says, keep your eyes on the road and stop reading these signs. That's how you stay out of the dumps. You keep your eyes off yourself. You keep your eyes off everyone else. You keep your eyes off everything else. And you keep your eyes on him. For I will yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. There's a story of a woman who woke up one morning, and she hears the trash truck pulling away. She makes a mad dash out of the house. She's still in her tattered bathrobe. Her hair is still wrapped in big curlers. Her face is covered with a mud pack. She's wearing a chin strap and a beat up old pair of slippers. She gets to the edge of the road and she calls out to the truck, says, am I too late for the garbage? And the reply comes back, no, ma'am, hop right in. There are days when you feel tempted. <laughs> there are days you might say, well, you know, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to hop back in. Just, I'm, I'm feeling that bad. I'm feeling that terrible. Maybe today's one of them. Maybe you feel ready to give up. The road feels too long. The mountain seems too high. How did you get here? Well, you may know, or you may not know. You may not know exactly how you got here, but you cannot find your way out by denying it. You can find the way out when you hope in God. You trust in the one who has never, ever broken His promise. He always keeps his promises. You can trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You turn your eyes upon him. And as you do, you can worship him in spite of how you feel, in spite of what's happening around you. And as you do, you can praise him. And as you praise him, he will lead you out of the dumps. And he will give you back your joy. And he will bring you into his presence. That's how you get out of the dumps. Would you pray with me?